Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Familiar scripture, Daniel chapter number three. Thank you, brother. Y'all notice he brought me a bigger bottle tonight. So. I'll give you just a minute. I've got to find my place too. But in Daniel chapter number 3, I'm going to read about three verses of Scripture. Try to give you the thoughts that the Lord's laid on our heart tonight. Once again, y'all do pray for us. A lot of special requests in our lives. A lot going on right now, but we do remember some prayer. But Daniel chapter number 3, we'll start in verse number 16. If you will, let's stand, stretch your legs for a minute, and honor reading God's Word tonight. Y'all do pray for us. Daniel chapter number 3, we're going to start in the 16th verse. And the Bible says, Shadrach... Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that I will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you just for a little while just to help us, Lord. Lord, just forgive us for our failures and shortcomings and help us to lift us back up tonight, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. Just want to be a blessing tonight, Lord. Help us to get the thought out that you've laid on our heart, Lord. It's going to take you to put it together tonight, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. I put my faith and trust in you tonight and ask you to put your hand upon this church. Bless this church for what they mean to us in our lives, Lord. Bless the building and the building program and the missions here dear Heavenly Father, Lord. Bless each Sunday school teacher, the pastor, and his family. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask you to pour out a mighty special blessing over us tonight, Lord. Come down and meet with us just for a little while. In Jesus' name we do humbly pray. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I got to thinking, I, I preached out of Daniel chapter 3 many times. You probably heard lessons and, and messages preached. So this, this is very familiar scripture to everybody. Brother Jonathan, where you going to get me some water? I told him, I said, I don't have a new message tonight, brother. I just don't. I just don't, but, but you know what? The old past will work. So, but I want to preach on this thought right now. Is you know what? We all know, and I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit, but we all know the end of this story, don't we? Yeah. We know what's fixing to happen. Yes. But can I tell you something? They didn't. They didn't, preacher. I'm here to tell you tonight. These three men, they did not know. And this is the thought I want to preach on. Not knowing the outcome, but God does. Not knowing the outcome tonight, but God does. So with the help of the Lord, y'all pray for us tonight because I'm just going to be honest with you. I feel loaded tonight, okay? I feel like I, I've, I've tried to study probably more than I'd have in a long, long time. I've took page after page. This message, Brother Jonathan, started on the back of an envelope. That's where it started from. And, and, and the Lord has added and added and added. He's added so much, I don't know if I get it all out, but I just want to bring in what God would have us tonight. We'll start out tonight, but you know what? Let's start it back in the first verse. I'm going to read a few verses and try to hit just a couple points as we go through. But you know what the Bible says? We'll start back in Daniel chapter number 3 in the first verse. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. I got to thinking about that right there. Most everybody knows that a score is 20, so three score is 60. But I got to thinking about that, the significance of the height of that, that right there. So I tried to do a little math. Y'all help me if I'm wrong here. So if a score is 20, so 3 times 20 is 60, and there's about 18 inches in one cubic, so this thing right here was about 1,080 a, a inches tall. 1,080 inches tall. So if we divide that by 12, that's the number of inches in a foot, yeah, all right, that right there is about 90 
feet tall. 90 feet tall, y'all. 90 feet tall, and it says that it was six cubits wide. So that's six times 18 inches. That's 108 inches or nine feet. So this thing, 90 feet by nine feet. I'm about six foot tall. She had about three more feet. That's how wide this thing is, y'all. 90 feet tall. So you know what? He went all out with this thing, didn't he? He went all out with this graven image right here. But I want you to notice something, too. Verse number 2, it says, Nebuchadnezzar the king sent together together the princes, the governors and the captains and the judges and the treasurers and the counselors and the sheriffs and all the rulers of the province to come to the dedication of this image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. He held no expense back. He wanted all, all the prestige, if you'll have it that way. He wanted all the high-ups to come and be a part of this ceremony here. And we'll get into that in just a little bit later. But you know what? Verse number 3 says, Then the princesses and the governors and the captains and the judges and the treasurers and the counselors and the sheriffs and all the rulers and the providences were gathered to together into the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. We're going to move on to verse 4. Verse 4 says, Then a herald, then a herald cried aloud to you, It is commanded, O people, nations, and languages. I want you to listen to this right here. Because this right here, here in just a minute, you're going to see that we might not know the outcome. There's some things coming that we're going to have to face, children. But you know what I see to start with? is some oppression. I see tonight, I see some oppression. As we look around among some of the faces here, I see some oppression here tonight. I do. But you know what? We, there, there might be something in your life right now that's happening in your situation. You don't know the outcome. But let me tell you something. Hold on. Hold on because let me tell you about one who does. That's God. He knows the outcome. We might not know what tomorrow holds, but He sure does. Yes. But you know what? These men had to face some of that oppression. I got to think, oppression is cruel or unjust, use of authority or power. We're going to skip ahead to verse number 12 right here. Verse number 12, and this right here is the start of their oppression, if you'll have it that way. I'll back up just a little bit. You know that King Nebuchadnezzar, he's going to kill you pretty much if you wouldn't bow. He's going to throw you in a furnace. If you, if you read through this chapter, I'm going to try not to read it all for sake of time. If not, we'll be here all night. Brother, I'll just tell you, I'm loaded tonight. But I'm just here to tell you tonight that that fire was already burning. That furnace is burning. So, But tonight, you know what? The, as the oppression comes, verse number 12, there were certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and these king, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. I got to reading back, you back up to about verse number 8 right there, and you can read about the good old Chaldeans. The, the good old Chaldeans, you know what they did? They was the first one to point them boys out. Like, hey, king, we, we love you, king, but look over here at them. Look, look, look at over, they ain't bowing. Have you ever had anybody just throw you under the bus to make themselves look good? Yeah. Amen right there. I'm just telling you something. Pretty much that's what happened. Yes. Them boys got thrown under the bus. To make the Chaldeans look good. So we see that oppression is beginning to start right now. But you know what? Verse number 13, this oppression is still on because then Nebuchadnezzar in his raging fury, he commanded, bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then he brought these men before the king. So now they're having to stand before the king. I want you to notice something right here. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, verse 14, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not you serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? My Bible right there has a question mark right there. Nebuchadnezzar asked them a question. Right there. He asked them a question. 
I want us to back up just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm going to read one verse of Scripture right here, and we're going to move on. Genesis chapter number 3, verse number 1. The Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field, which the Lord God hath made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree in the garden? With a question. It started with a question. You know what? We're not going into Genesis for the sake of time. But you know what happened? It started Eve in Eve's mind. That question got her started. Got her started thinking. You know what? So it was up to her, Brother Stan. She had to make that decision to eat of that tree or not. But just like right here, King Nebuchadnezzar, he said, Hey, you boys, you boys, you, you won't bow. That's what I heard. Is that what I'm hearing? It was up to them right then and there. You know what? They wouldn't bow yet, but they could have right there. If they'd have bowed, they'd been in the Daniel, the Daniel 3 right there. That'd been the end of it right there. But let me tell you something. Y'all hold on just a little bit longer. We're going somewhere. Daniel uh, 15. Now it would be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbuck, sophistry, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if you worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is this God that shall deliver you out of my hands? There's another question. But you know what I see? The oppression came. Do y'all see that tonight? The oppression came. But look what's come. Those three, I see some obedience. It's going to take some obedience tonight, children. You, you all are building a new church right now. There's been some times that's, brought, that's come that you all had to face. You didn't know the outcome. You followed some oppression. But you know what? Obedience to God. So let's go ahead and serve God tonight. Let's go ahead and put our faith and trust in Him tonight. But you know what? Let's look at verse number 16. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, and we were not careful to answer thee in this manner. You know what I got out of that? It says, we are not careful. You know what? They didn't care how they answered the king. They put it out there. Like sometimes, too many times, Brother Jonathan, we care too much about what the world thinks of us. It's time we step out and come out from among the world. The Bible says to be you separated people tonight. So it's time we take a step out in some obedience. Hey, the fire might come, but let me tell you something. We might not know the outcome, but God does. So y'all hold on just a little bit. Do y'all, are you starting to see this obedience right now, Brother Jeff, of what they had? You know what verse number 17 goes on to say? If it be so, our God... Whom we serve is able. I believe we talked about that a little bit ago, didn't we, brother? Yeah. Is able to deliver us from this burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, old king. I got to looking into that right there. You know what? You know what hour means? If it be so, hour. Hour. Y'all listen to this. The word hour is of or relating to us or ourselves or ourselves. Can I tell you something? Our God tonight is a personal God. Can I tell you, he's personal tonight. He can be your God tonight. He can be our God tonight in this house. And I'm going to tell you something. We're going to have to get on the same page start worshiping the same God. We're going to have to get on the same page and start worshiping the same God tonight. But you know what else? I got to reading in there, and Brother Jonathan was hitting it down there at the altar. Is able. Can I tell you something? You know what about that is? Is able? He's a proficient God. Yes, sir. Y'all know he's a proficient God? Yes, Y'all know what that word proficient means? I thought it did, so I looked it up to make sure. It says very good at doing something, especially through practice. My, my God's been performing miracles a lot longer than I've been around, so he's pretty proficient God, wouldn't you say tonight? So let me tell you something. We, not only do we serve a personal God, we serve a proficient God, but also the Bible says it went on to say he will deliver us. Can I tell you something? He's a powerful God. If he, if he chooses to right now, he can deliver us. I'm going to tell you something. 
We need to get a hold of that tonight, children. Moving on with obedience. Look at verse number 18. Y'all listen to this. But if not, those boys had enough faith. They said, you know what? This is how personal, this is how proficient, this is how powerful our God is. But if He chooses not to tonight, if He chooses not to, be it known to thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods and worship the golden image which thou hast set up. We need to make it up, make our minds up tonight and purpose it in our heart. There's some things of this world we just ain't going to do. Hey, hey, we need to stand on the Bible doctrines. And you know what? We need to stand on it. There's some places, honey, we don't need to go tonight. There's some, th- there's some places as a child of God we just don't need to be at. Hello, amen, tonight. I'm just here to tell you, honey, that's what it's going to take come out from among the world tonight we'll try to move on we'll try to keep this thing going just a little bit but you know what i got to notice in that did y'all notice in that right there it says oh king thou will not serve thy gods y'all notice in my bible that's a little g right there that's a little g well, what's the, what do you mean by that that's a little g god but i serve a big g god tonight i serve the god the almighty god the alpha omega the beginning and the end let me tell you something he's powerful tonight i don't know what's fixing to come tomorrow i don't but he does he does so it's time we put our faith and trust in him tonight children I am he's here to tell you tonight I'm going to flip over y'all hold your place right there I'm going to jump over real quick you can turn if you want to but you don't have to we're going to jump back over to Exodus 20 he was talking about this this golden this graven image that, that Nebuchadnezzar set up but let me tell you something I want to show you true obedience tonight Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 1 and God spake all these words saying I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That Bible has a period right there. That's pretty plain, ain't it? That's pretty plain tonight. Verse number four. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water underneath the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I am the Lord thy God and a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of our fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So can we see they were in true obedience right there? They didn't bow. They, you know what? I tell you, I'll go as far as say this. They listened to the word of God, didn't they? You know what? They, they, they put their faith in, why won't we do that today? Why won't we do that today? I'm not trying to kill the spirit. I'm just telling you like it is tonight. You know what? Too many times we put our faith and trust in man. Can I just be honest sweet? I love you, church. I'm man. I'll try to do my best, but there'll be a time I'll fail you. I'll let you down. I'm not going to mean to, but it'll happen, church. But preacher, you the preacher. I'm just being honest with you. I better be honest with you. Because you know what? I stand accountable for what I preach right here tonight. I stand accountable for this message. So I'm here to tell you, you better look to him. I don't know the outcome for tomorrow. He does. We'll try to move on just a little bit. I want to read this verse of Scripture with obedience. Romans 12 and 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. If we'd let some renewing of some minds, things would change around here, would it? Sure would. You know what? The first thing that we should realize is I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Amen? Brother Jonathan, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you know what I'm going to do? If, I, if the Lord doesn't come back tonight, and he's coming back, by the way, if he doesn't come back tonight, I'm going to go ahead and take a step of faith for tomorrow because God's God. You know what? That's, that's tonight. We need to get a hold of that tonight. And be not conformed to this world, 
but be you transformed by the renewing of your minds that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's move on just a little bit. We've already seen, we've already seen the oppression that they've had, but now we've seen the obedience. Okay, but they obeyed. Now look out. There's some opposition coming. There's some opposition coming tonight. Look at verse number 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his vicious was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. I want you to get a hold of something right there. They started seeing opposition because you notice Nebuchadnezzar's face changed. How many times can you see somebody get mad because their face will change? They'll go to from this to real quick. So I dare say, you know what? They was making fun of him, if you'll have it that way tonight. They were saying, hey, King Nebuchadnezzar, I told you to bow. You going to bow? And they said, no, we ain't. They stood up and said, no, we ain't. So he's mad. He's mad. Y'all get a hold of this. I did a little research on this. I want you to understand something here in just a minute. We'll get there. But you know what? Those three still didn't know the outcome. They still didn't know. They still didn't know the outcome. They didn't know the outcome of this furnace getting ready to be heated seven times. Reading verse 20. We'll read it in just a minute. The opposition of the most mighty men. The Bible says Nebuchadnezzar got his mighty men of his army to bind them. You know what else? Verse 21. Being bound in their coats. He waited, wasted no time, if you'll have it that way, trying to prove a point with these three. Trying to prove a point. Y'all listen to this. We're going, to get out, we're going to get out of the Word just for a minute. And I've done this as a little bit of study. I just want to give you this as an example. The cremation process. In case you don't know, if you don't want to be buried, that's where they chunk in the oven and cook it till you're gone. As simple as I know how to put it tonight. But so you know what? How hot is a cremation oven? How hot? Usually between 1,400 and 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit. That's pretty hot. It takes about two to three hours to complete the cremation process. A cremation chamber is also called a retort. They are made of high-density fiber bricks that are designed to retain heat. Y'all listen to this. Resembling a long pizza oven, retorts can withstand temperatures up to 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. I promise you, you go somewhere where they put a pizza in the oven, you'll never look at it the same anymore. I'm just telling you. It was my first thought. But I'm here to tell you, you know what? It says most of those are fueled with propane. Some may use natural gas or diesel fuel. Most everybody knows this in the fire department knows this, but there's a thing called the fire train that takes oxygen, heat, and fuel for that fire. Oxygen, heat, and fuel. So y'all think about this. This furnace, in reference to the retort or cremation oven, would have been seven times hotter Y'all remember that 1,400 to 1,800 degrees now becomes 9,800 degrees to 12,600 degrees Fahrenheit. Y'all see the difference? Y'all see how much, how much anger is in Nebuchadnezzar tonight? I'm telling you, there's that much anger in the world tonight. I'm here to tell you, honey, King Nebuchadnezzar meant business. I dare say back in there, and that day, he didn't send somebody down to the hardware store and pick up a few, few tanks of propane, did he? So somebody had to work making this furnace that hot tonight. So let's move on. Verse number 21. If you'll notice that those three, and I'm not going to read all this for the sake of time, these three was in their, their hats. 
and their coats and their garments. Basically, they still had all the clothes on because you know what? He didn't send them away to get changed or nothing. He said, I'm taking you out like you are. I want you to listen to this. As I was doing a little study, a little research here, something popped up and it was real interesting to me. It said, it said you know what? Because of those coats they had on, might have been what protected them from the fire. Okay? So it's like, okay. I know that ain't true, okay? But I just want, you know, I just for clarification, I want to make sure that I bring it to light for you. Okay, so anybody's in the fire service or a volunteer fire department or paid or anything, you know they all wear turnout gear. That's all that gear that they put on, right? So can I tell you something? It can only take so much. It can only take so much. I did I found this out. The outer layer of structure firefighting PPE, personal protective equipment, is typically made from flame retardant materials such as Nomex, Kevlar, PBI, Basin Field, or BASF. There's some more things too, but we'll move on. PBI, max outer shell breakthrough, is approximately 1,300 degrees Fahrenheit. I believe the first round of that oven was hotter than that. But they, but y'all remember it's heated seven times hotter. So, so let's, let's move on. Do you see that that code ain't going to be no protection tonight? But 6.5-ounce armor AP outer shell breakthrough approximately 1,100 degrees Fahrenheit. Nomex is about 1,600 degrees Fahrenheit. I can, I can pretty much assure you, I can't prove it, but let's go about 95% that they didn't have no fire gear, Nomex coat that they had on. I'm just here to tell you, honey, because they didn't go down to the hardware store, the local volunteer fire department, so I need to volunteer because I need a coat. I'm getting ready to go in the flame. It just didn't happen. So here, I'm here to tell you tonight, there's some things. They didn't know the outcome, but do you see the opposition that they're facing here? The furnace, the coats, the mighty men of the army. Opposition. Listen to this. Go ahead, Remy. While he's getting ready, I did ask him to help me, so I throwing him off. While he's getting ready, I've asked two more to come on with me. Jeff, Brother Steen, y'all come up here too. I did ask these, so I didn't put them on the spot. Did I put you on the spot? Come on up here. I guess I did. But anyway, I want you to understand something. Okay? I have preached all night to get to this right here. I want y'all to see something and understand something. These mighty men. Put that on. This is a bed and go, by the way. Got that strap in your pocket? These right here are the mighty men of, of the king's army. I, can, I just, can I use your imagination for just a minute? We're going to act out a play that we ain't never practiced just for the sake of a visual tonight, okay? So I'm the king. I've selected these two. These are my mighty men of the army. Hey, boys, this right here. Let me have that strap. Huh? Just right. Boys, I'm going to tell you something. He wouldn't bow. I need him bound up. Here, y'all bind him up. Go tie him up. Just make sure it's working one loose in a minute. But you know what? There's opposition right here. You know what? He's facing opposition because he stood. He stood tonight because of his obedience. There's some opposition. Hey, hey, I'm here to tell you. Look, he's got the mightiest men. You know why? The king didn't want them to get away. He said, I'm going to make sure, honey, you go into that flame. But y'all listen. Y'all turn around this way. About right here where I'm standing, y'all have to go with me and imagine right here's this opening of that flame. So y'all back up to this side so that heat don't get you to shit because it's hot. But y'all see what I'm talking about tonight? The opposition tonight, he took a stand. How many is willing to take a stand tonight? How many is willing to be bound tonight? 
and not know the outcome. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take that stand tonight. As we try to move on, I want you to mind, just take your minds with me for just a minute, okay? All right. I'm the king. I said, boys, heat that furnace up seven times, bind him up. I want him cast in there. I'll tell you when to here in just a minute. So if you will, that thing's rolling right now. I dare say the sides of that thing is, is red. That They're shaking down. Smoke's rolling. Fire's rolling. It's hot over there, right? Well, y'all just imagine right here. I, I talked about this. I said, well, with, with the visage of Nebuchadnezzar, he got so mad, I bet he threw a tantrum tantrum. Probably did. He was so mad, that's what he done because they made him look like a fool. He said they wouldn't bow. They wouldn't bow to him. But you know what? Here's what I want you to think of. I tried to write some things down. This right here, these are the mightiest men. They were just following the king. They were following the world, wasn't they? Can I be honest with you? Following the world send you to hell. Amen. The Bible says you must be born again. So I'm going to take it that these two over here are not born again. We'll say he is, just for the sake of this illustration. Y'all see where we're going with this tonight? Because I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says you must be born again. But the mighty men, you know what? Y'all go with me just for a minute, okay? I said, you think about Think about what's running through the mind of, Neb- of, uh, of uh, Abednego right here. He's like, you know what? If I'm here, it's like, he, he's, he's looking around. He's like, boys, this is it. We, we, we serve God. You know, well, I don't see him, so, so I, I guess this, this is it. This is goodbye. It, that flame looks awfully hot. You reckon this is going to hurt? You reckon it's going to take us out quick? Do you see? Do you, can you just imagine, Brother Jonathan, the things that were going through these men's mind right about now? Can you see that? Y'all hold on just a minute. Y'all hold on. The Bible says, and I'm going to try to paraphrase for the sake of time. It says that when these went over to cast them in, that's what I want you to do. Y'all get to about right here, y'all dead, okay? Come on, cast them in. Boom, y'all dead. He got, they gone. Now, you know what the Bible says? Y'all know what, y'all know what the Bible says? It don't say what happened, but they did. It says the fire slipped. I don't know if they vaporized or what happened, but that's the last mention of it. But you know what else tonight it says? It says that he fell in the midst of the fire. Now, can you imagine? They did. What I need you to do is just... He's fell in the midst of the fire. Come on right there. Now, y'all see where we're coming with this? If you move over to about, I believe it's about verse number 24, somewhere along in there, Nebuchadnezzar, he's over here looking in, and he starts getting nervous. He starts getting nervous. He said, hey, 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 these boys are dead, but y'all, didn't we, didn't we throw three over there? Didn't we throw three in over there? And he said, but I see four walking around. I see four walking around, honey. Hey, and that fourth man's like the form of the Son of God. So can I tell you something? That fourth man, that fourth, that form of that, being the Son of God, that's Jesus tonight, if you don't know. But let me tell you something. You know what happened over here? Right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, I'll be, uh, he's about to go, I'll be Shadrach. We over here, we've been bound up, we've been thrown down in the flame. You know what? We just thought, this is it. We hit. Are we dead? Are, are we dead? Are we, are we dead? Are we dead? But you know what? Y'all go with me. Y'all just go with me. But let me tell you something. If that fourth man was already in there, are y'all hear me now? If that, if that fourth man was already in there and, and he was about right here, where's he falling at? 
He's in the midst of the fire, but can you see right here, honey, when he fell into that fire, he was at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. You know what the Bible says? It says when you looked in, there was up walking around. So you know what happened, honey? He fell at the feet of Jesus. So let me tell you something. You go ahead and face that fire. Because I'm going to tell you something. You might get cast in, but you'll find yourself at the feet of Jesus tonight. I'm going to tell you, you know what else he did? He said, come on up here, son. The Bible says he fell, still bound. So I know Jesus helped him up a little bit. You know what? He got him loose. They wasn't bound no more, honey. You don't have to be bound no more. Can I tell you something? Hey, I'm here to tell you, honey. It says that they was up walking around. Do you reckon they's doing some high stepping up in there? Hallelujah tonight, Brother Jeff. Do you reckon them three? I know, I know I'm telling you something. Go ahead, I step. Hey, I'm telling you something, glory to God tonight. Hey, I'm just here to tell you, honey, if it was me thrown in the fire and Jesus just set me free, hallelujah, wouldn't you be high stepping tonight? Hey, hey, would you be just about ready to run? Hey, hey, can you get a hold of this? Hey, how about a high five when you go? Hey, how about a little skipping yourself tonight? I'm here to tell you, honey, because you know what? Jesus was in there. He was there. He's the one. Brother, hallelujah, glory to God. I'm just here to tell you, honey, tonight, bam. Oh, I was bam. Well, let me tell you something. I'm here to tell you, honey, he hit the ground at Jesus' feet, Brother Jim. At the feet of Jesus tonight. Jesus stood him up and said, I got you, boy. Mm, mm. Believe by God's able, ain't he? He can deliver you tonight. You might have to go ahead and face that fire and not know that outcome. But let me tell you something tonight. He's at the feet of Jesus. Set free. Mm. Can you just imagine? You you imagine old Nebuchadnezzar over here. You know, I bet he's real nervous. His knees are knocking over here. What in the world's going on over there? Oh, me. Hey, chill. What in the world's going on in that fire? We throw three of them in there. That fire so hot done killed the mightiest men that I had. Done slayed them. But yet there's four in there walking around. Four walking around. There's four walking around. Hey, let me tell you something. He'll walk with you tonight, honey. If you'll just go ahead with him. He will walk with you tonight. I'm here to tell you. You know what? I see that open reward. Y'all see that open reward tonight? <clears throat> Probably got to have a little bit of favor on you to be thrown in that kind of flame. Hit the ground at Jesus' feet. Do you reckon they was real quiet back then? I don't know about y'all, but when the king looked in and said, y'all come out, I'd probably been running out there. <clears throat> I'd been running out. Do you know what else? We'll close out with this. Open reward. The Bible says, come back over here, Remington. Y'all can get up now if you want to. Appreciate y'all playing dead. Y'all did good. <laughs> y'all can see this right here is a fire jacket. It's supposed to protect him when he goes into the flame. But I promise you, you can ask anybody in here, if he's been around the fire and you get close enough, you can smell it. You know, the Bible says there was no hurt. There was no... There was no hurt, Brother Tim. It said, how many times, y'all that's in the fire the service, how many of you ever had a campfire or been around the fire? I see a lot of hands going up. If you sit there long enough and you walk off, what do you do? You smell like smoke. Had no smell of fire on him at all. But yet he was in the middle of the fire. 
That's my God we serve tonight. You might not know the outcome, but God does. Thank you, buddy. Tonight, close with this. I've waited all week to get right there, y'all. Y'all don't know how many fits I've got to have. Every time I thought about winding up at the feet of Jesus, I'm telling you tonight. Preach of the Bible, don't say, all right, this, this was my vision, okay? Just go with me tonight. But the Bible says if there was four, and we only threw three, where'd that other one come from? How did Nebuchadnezzar know it was the form of the Son of God? He'd never seen Jesus, did he? There's something different about that man in the fire. There's something different tonight. If you'll walk with him, there'll be something different about you tonight.